Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. I want to share a funny story. In December of 2012, I was first starting holding journaling groups with my friends and colleagues because I really wanted to learn how to share the power of expressive writing with other people. And I was getting up early in the mornings. I was doing everything I could to learn how to make a website. I was learning all about podcasting. And I was trying to do this before I had to be at my full-time job at 7.30 every morning. And I was planning basically the launch of my business, Right for Life. And that same month, December 2012, Amazon released a book called The Miracle Morning. And I remember a lot of people, whenever I started talking about journal writing or expressive writing, the artist's way or any of those things, people would start asking me about this book. Oh, hey, have you ever heard of Hal Elrod? Have you ever heard of the Miracle Morning? Oh my gosh, it's so great. You know, he shares about this amazing transformation and how he used journal writing and exercise and meditation and, and he overcame these incredible circumstances like the phoenix rising out of the ashes. And I have to admit, I was kind of angry. You know, I was a little jealous even. Who was this El Hal Elrod guy? And, and how did he beat me in sharing the message about journal writing with so many people? And I figured this guy must just have some branded formula of his own. And, and he got a really good marketing agent. And uh, I, had, I had to have my reaction to that. You know, not knowing that there's hundreds and thousands of other people out there that are also sharing this work. And that I fit right in and <laughs> I can do my own thing. When I finally came around to buying a copy of The Miracle Morning, I found it wasn't just a prescription for a certain kind of writing. It was really a template for creating success in any area or all areas of your life. There's so much packed into this one book. There's three main parts. First, the story of Hal's near-death experience. It was late one night. He tells us in great detail he was celebrating a peak accomplishment in his career. He was just 20 years old, and he was struck head-on by a drunk driver speeding down the wrong side of the freeway at 70 miles per hour. Both cars going 70 miles per hour, hitting straight on. Did I say that this was a near-death experience? I'm sorry, I apologize. Actually, technically, he was dead for six minutes the result of his bones breaking and crushing all of his organs, he was dead for approximately six minutes before they revived him in the emergency room. And Hal describes his experience in excruciating detail in this wonderful YouTube video that he did some years ago. And I'll share that link in the show notes because if you haven't heard it, it's really gory, it's really gruesome, but it's an amazing tribute to what attitude what it does, what attitude really can do to help you turn around. His recovery was amazing. And he went on to continue after they said he would never walk again, after they said that he may be a vegetable for the rest of his life. He went on to continue a career in public speaking and success coaching, and he's still doing it 
today. He's got a great podcast. He's got a great annual event that meets every year. And he attributes all his success to one thing, and that is his morning ritual, which does include journal writing. Now, the other two sections of his book, he shares the six elements of the Miracle Morning, and you're going to hear about those in this interview that we had together in just a moment. But also, there's a section about how to wake yourself up, especially written for experts of the snooze button. And uh, Hal talks about it just a little bit in this interview, but I wanted to share also that if you're wanting to create some morning routine for yourself, my biggest recommendation is to get out of bed when the alarm first goes off. In fact, don't even try. Don't even try to get up early. Just set the alarm to the last possible minute that you need. Whatever you need to get ready to go to work or wherever you go in the mornings, if you need to be at work, for example, by 8 a.m. and it takes you an hour to shower and get dressed and make your commute, then set your alarm no earlier than 7 a.m. and train yourself. When the alarm goes off, you get up. After you've established that habit, you can start to play with it. Move it back two minutes, move it back 10 minutes, move it back 30 minutes, but you get up when the alarm goes off. You snooze, you lose the habit of waking up early. Before you can even get into that habit of waking early, the first habit to make is just paying attention to your alarm. That's my two cents, and that's how I've been able to get up in the mornings and do my ritual. There's plenty more tips. There's plenty more things coming up. This episode is packed with some good stuff. Please enjoy this conversation with Hal Elrod. Hal, it's really great to have you here on Journal Talk and the Penzu podcast. How are you doing today? Doing well, Nathan. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Very exciting. You are the perfect example of that famous quote by Ben Franklin. At least I think it was Ben Franklin, early to bed, early to rise. <laughs> it makes a man or a woman healthy, wealthy, and wise. I loved your story and the book, The Miracle Morning. Can you, in a nutshell, tell us what's so important about having a morning ritual? Yeah. I mean, it's something that I was never a morning person, you know, most of my life. And then I just one day was studying what are the world's most successful people do? What's some of the things they have in common? And the one that just kept coming up is morning rituals, morning rituals, morning rituals. And this was really before they, it was talked about a lot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, now it seems like it's everywhere, every podcast, every article, you know, they're being talked about quite a bit. Books are coming out uh, right and left. But when I figured this out, it was almost like it was the that well, I call it in the title of the book, the not so obvious secret of what these successful people are doing. So bottom line is, you know, they're the simplest way to look at it is that if you win the morning, you win the day, right? Like how you start your day sets your tone and the context and your mindset and the direction for the rest of the day. Mm. So if you have a focused, productive, you know, motivated morning, you're going to have a focused, productive, motivated day. But if you have an unfocused, you know, lethargic morning where you hit the snooze button, which you know, really is a lack of discipline unless we planned on doing it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I love my favorite quote about uh, hitting the snooze button is from Dimitri Martin, a stand-up comedian. He said, hitting the snooze button doesn't even make sense. It's like you're saying, I hate waking up in the morning, so I do it over and, uh, and over <laughs> and over again. Right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's really it is that, you know, win the morning, you win the day. And it just, uh, it's a way to set yourself up for success every single day. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. And what do you say to the people who agree with all the insights and, and all the lessons that you learned, you know, coming out of uh, your accident and how you how you developed yourself? But they just say, you know, that's great. I'm just not. And then you said it yourself. I'm not a morning person. How do you get beyond that? You know, that was my biggest fear or hang up when I was writing the book or even before I got myself to write it, which kind of what prevented me from writing it is I thought people have such a strong limiting belief that says, I am not a morning person, you know, and I thought, Mm -hmm. who in the heck am I to, I don't know that I have the power to overcome that belief for them or help them overcome that belief. And um, that's been the biggest surprise is the majority of people that do the miracle morning every day did not consider themselves a morning person Mm. beforehand. I was asked about that once. What percentage of your readers or your community, you know, was already a morning person or became one as a result of reading the book? And I didn't know the answer to the question. And so I surveyed my community and, you know, I don't know how many tens of thousands of folks back then. And I surveyed and it was like 72% roughly that said they had never been a morning person their whole life. Wow. Wow. So there's a little chapter in the book. It's probably the shortest chapter called the five steps news proof wake up strategy. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. that little chapter, I mean, I think it's just five really simple steps that have enabled people, you know, to beat the snooze button for the first time ever. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. And you do make it, you know, really simple and, you know, not necessarily easy for the people who, uh, you know, it does take discipline, obviously, but you do break it down into some really simple steps. I love the way you do that. In your book, you recommend six lifesavers that you can do in the morning to transform your life. And journal writing is definitely one of them. We'll talk about that. But what are the others really quick? And why are they important? Yeah, this is the great question. And this is the premise of the Miracle Morning. Like the Miracle Morning is based on two parts, which is like the value and the power and the benefits of waking up, not necessarily early, just earlier than you have to wake up, right? That's kind of the, the idea. Right, like if right. you wake up before you actually have to get up, you know, because you have to be somewhere or answer to someone or do something, but you wake up a little bit before that, it just starting your day with that discipline. So that's the one benefit. The other benefit, though, is like, well, what do you do during that time? You're getting up 30 minutes earlier or 60 minutes earlier or whatever. What do you do to maximize that time and the impact that it has in your life? And what led to the Miracle Morning was when I was doing the research of what are the world's most successful people do every day, I came across a list of six practices. And I was kind of looking for like the one thing, but these six practices were all kind of crisscrossing depending on which article you read or which Mm -hmm. quote you came across. And so at first I almost threw in the towel. I was like, I, 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 you know, I don't know which of these. I was looking for the best one. I'm going, none of these are necessarily better than the other. I was kind of paralyzed, you know, what do they call that? Uh, paralysis by analysis. Mm. And then it hit me. I thought, wait a minute. I can't figure out which one of these is better than the others. What if I did all of these? <laughs> like that was the breakthrough. I would, what if I did? That'd be the, like the ultimate. I mean, if I did the six most proven, powerful timeless personal development practices known to man every morning. You know, so I decided the next day to wake up and do all six, 10 minutes each over the course of an hour. And that morning, my whole life kind of changed. The way I felt about what was possible changed. In less than two months, I had more than doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life to the best shape of my life. And these six practices, they're organized in this acronym SAVERS. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to credit my beautiful wife for thinking of that um, uh. ac- Yeah, she's a rock star. So here's the the each letter stands for the first S is for silence. And so, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find one of the world's highly successful individuals, whether it's CEO, you know, that doesn't swear by one of these six practices, the first being silence or meditation. 
And mm-hmm. so it can also be prayer. It can be a combination of both. But just starting your day, rather than like the hectic kind of chaos of rushing it out the door uh, or starting your day with, you know, the television, the news, something like that, start your day with peaceful, purposeful silence. Mm-hmm. I would think that that would be the easiest one of the six. Like in the morning when I wake up, that's probably the easiest one to enjoy. That's like a warm up to the other savers for me. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's, and that's, I, I kind of joked in the book, I go, look, it doesn't get easier than this. I'm telling you to wake up and just do nothing. Like, <laughs> that's it. You just do nothing. Now, the only challenge is if people do, they try to meditate. I have heard this quite a few times while they're while still they're in bed. While they're in bed, right. Uh, they always fall, yeah. <laughs> You got to go sit in front of the fireplace, sit up, you know, tall, make sure you had a full glass of water, you're rehydrated, et cetera. But um, so the S is for silence. The A is for affirmations. And the way affirmations are taught, I just want to make a quick point on, they have kind of a bad rap because the way they've been taught over the years by, you know, gurus, if you will, I've heard two really popular forms of affirmations that really don't resonate, I think, with most people. Number one, lie to yourself, right? Like you want to be a millionaire, just Put the words I am in front of a millionaire, right? And just say it over and over and over until you trick yourself into believing it. And that's kind of the idea. But the truth will always prevail. Like we're, you know, we're all intelligent. So if we're trying to tell ourselves I am a millionaire, our subconscious is going to know the truth and it's going to go, no, you're not, you know? Right, right. Then you're just fighting with yourself. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, you're fighting with yourself. And that's never the optimum way to reprogram yourself. You want to go with the flow. You don't want to fight against reality and call yourself out. So that's the first problem with affirmations, the way they've been taught for so long. The second problem is that they're taught in this form of this flowery, passive language that doesn't really generate results. It just makes you feel better in the moment. So I'll give an example of a popular money affirmation. Money flows to me effortlessly and in abundance, right? (laughs) No, it doesn't. That's not how money, you don't just sit on the couch and just affirm money. My bank account balance is growing the law of attraction, right? Typically, right, you have to right. add value to the world, to your employer, to the marketplace. Then money is attracted to you, right? Right, right. So the way that I teach affirmations in the book are practical, based in truth and results-oriented. So, for example, uh, instead of saying, you know, I am a millionaire and lying to yourself or saying money flows to me effortlessly, I would say something on the lines of, you know, I'm committed to generating X amount of dollars this year. And to do that, I'm committed to you know, reaching out to 10 new, you know, prospects every day and having, right, like very specific mm-hmm. results oriented mm-hmm. and action-oriented language that doesn't trick you. It doesn't lie to you. It literally programs your subconscious and conscious mind and your behaviors to be in alignment with whatever you're affirming, right? Whatever you're trying to make your reality. Right, um, right. Something believable, something that you actually can see, which I think is coming up in the visualization. Exactly. And I won't go into as much detail on all the savers, but that is an example of how, for me, I want all these practices not to be like mystical or passive, but just really results-oriented. They're going to benefit you physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, some way that you can really see a difference. So the V is for visualization. The E is for exercise. And I'm not saying that you skip your afternoon workout. I'm just saying the benefit of exercise in the morning to get your heart rate going, your blood, you know, to the brain flowing, endorphins, mm-hmm. serotonin, mm-hmm. just a few minutes, right? I mean, there's a great app called 7-Minute Workout. Robert Kiyosaki, he interviewed me on his Rich Dad radio show, and he said that after he read The Miracle Morning, he just does three minutes of exercise in the morning because he usually goes to the gym in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But those three minutes, he said, are a game changer because they make him alert. He thinks clear. He makes more de- better decisions, et cetera. The R is for reading. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, reading obviously self-help books or books on any topic, I think we're all one book away from, you know, whatever we need to the knowledge, you know, the strategy, whatever it is to take our life or relationships or business or whatever area of our lives to the next level. That, that one book is all that's separating us. And the final S is for scribing. And this was originally called journaling, but the J didn't fit with the SAVER (laughs) acronym. And so my wife thought, well, I bet there's another word for journaling. So we came with scribing. And so, yeah, so that for me is, uh, you know, journaling is typically the practice, but it could be just writing out your goals every day or, you know, whatever putting pen to paper that's beneficial for you or your, you know, your goals. Yeah, yeah, very good. And for our listeners who, who are either engaged in some practice of journal writing or want to be or want to reconnect with their journal, how do you talk about the benefits of journal writing? So, I mean, I talk about the daily benefit, right, is you're shifting your focus you're, you're, or you're really directing your focus. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also just gaining clarity because there is a heightened level of clarity when you put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, you just, if, you're, if all you're doing is thinking you know, or trying to think positively, you're thinking about your goal or your day or whatever, we often get overwhelmed because thoughts just pile on and pile on and pile on and they're racing and they're fleeting and we don't remember the things, you know, or we start thinking one thing that's positive but some negative thought overtakes it or whatever. But when you put pen to paper, right, you're able to, you have to articulate the thought and then you can have a lot more control over your thoughts. By yes, them out. Yeah. So, so for me, there's the benefit of the daily kind of mindset management of journaling and directing, you know, writing down what I'm grateful for, that sort of thing. But a big benefit for journaling comes in the review process. And that mm-hmm. could be a weekly review. It could be a monthly review. The first time I ever did a journal review was, you know, uh, roughly 12 months. It was after one year of journaling, my first year ever journaling. Every day, I just wrote a paragraph every day. But I went back and reviewed it at the end of the year. And man, I cannot tell you how profound that experience was. Just Mm. just to realize, like normally the year ends and you're going, gosh, man, I didn't hit all my goals and I totally wanted to do more and I could have, should have, would have, you know. Mm -hmm, Well. mm -hmm. Normally, I tend to not be able to acknowledge all that I accomplished. And when I went through the journal and I had a piece of paper kind of on the side and I was writing down any wins that I had, you know, things that I did well or any lessons that I learned or mm-hmm. any, any disappointments that I wanted to, you know, learn from those so I didn't make them again, same type of mistakes. I was writing this list and I, first and foremost, I went, oh my gosh, I forgot I accomplished that. Whoa, I forgot I did that. Oh my God, I did do that. I did, right? And yeah. I also had this list of like 23 accomplishments and I'm going, Wow, I never would have remembered all that or been aware of that. So it gave me this instant like, oh my gosh, I just had the best freaking year of my life. You know, <laughs> Arguably, I had that every year. I just was never aware of it. So that's one thing that journaling does. And now I have a record of that forever, right? I could give it to my kids yes, or, yes. Or, or whatever. So, I mean, those to me, there's the daily benefit of journaling, but then there's the kind of the profound benefit that comes when you reflect back and review your journal. Yes. Yeah. You remind me of something I did back uh, in my early 20s. I made it this goal. I was going to write every single day and I did it. And then the next year when I was all done, I was like, this is really great. 365 entries. And just like you, Hal, I thought that was an accomplishment in and of itself. And I was you know, going to move on. And I said, you know what? Next year, if I want to do this again, I'm going to go back and make each day's writing from last year, the prompt for this year, and that will keep me going and it'll give me something to write about. And you're right. The same thing kind of thing happened. It was so amazing how I would say one year ago and I would read the entry from one year ago and go, wow, that was a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's pretty wild. Yeah. Good stuff. 
You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast featuring techniques, inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at nathan at easyjournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk. So you've given us a little bit on my next question is, you know, talking to people about what to write about. So there's folks in in our audience here who are looking for the best prompts or the best strategies. You mentioned gratitude. We also have people who are using digital journaling too, not just a handwriting pen to page, but finger to keyboard as well. How do you know what to write about? Do you ever come up with days where you just are kind of empty? Yeah, for me, I usually just kind of let it flow like whatever I'm thinking about and I'll often just start with gratitude. But I actually, um, about a year or two ago, I ran across a journal called Five Minute Journal. Um, are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, Five Minute Journal and I actually ended up meeting the, the creators of that and uh, just brilliant, brilliant individuals. It's a hardbound journal. They also uh, make an I think the app's out, like it's it's being redone right now. Yeah, it's UJ, right? I think. Yeah, UJ. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, I just filmed him the other day. We're, we're creating the Miracle Morning movie, doing a documentary. Oh, and, nice. uh, I interviewed UJ on scribing, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I interviewed UJ on journaling. But the, uh, and he's it's such a brilliant, brilliant approach to how they created the five-minute journal and why. But the point is, five-minute journal is, it's a daily prompt and it's the same prompt every day. There's a morning entry and an evening entry. So that makes it really simple and it makes it really quick. Well, five minutes, right? So the first thing it says is three things I'm grateful for. And you just write down one, two, three, three things you're grateful for. Second thing it says is the three, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially the three things I need to do today to make it an amazing day or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And what that does is that immediately I go to my to-do list of 28 things or whatever, right? And it forces <laughs> me to get clarity on which of these three, if I could only do three, which of these three are the most important? Yes, yes. Right, and that, I mean, that, you know, so often we put the most important down at the bottom and we just do the things that are the easiest and we trick our brain into thinking we're achieving something by just checking stuff off of the list, but it's not really the things that move the needle for us, right? Right, right. So that helps to get really focused on on what will move the needle. And then there's room for you to make your affirmation for the day. And then at the end of the day, you say three amazing things that happened today and then three things that I'll do better tomorrow. Right or three commitments mm-hmm, or tomorrow, something mm-hmm. along those lines. But you know, I've looked at that journal. I've tried to go. What would I change if I could change? Would I add anything or take away anything? And it really is like the the essentials. You know, it really is the essentials. Mm-hmm. So that is a great form of journaling. And then I do on my computer and my phone. I have the uh, the day one journal, mm-hmm. and I use that actually. I do a little bit of journaling in there, uh, gratitude and such. But I primarily use that for my affirmations. The thing with my affirmations is they change all the time. Like every time I'm, I read something new and I have a new realization or learn something new that I want to start implementing into my life, it goes into my affirmations. And I have mm. different affirmations based on different categories, you know. So, yes, my affirmations are always edited, you know, kind of living, moving documents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's… So you, do you keep different folders for these different subjects and you have affirmations on different topics that you're managing ongoingly or… Not really. I don't want it to, you know, I think less is more. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want it to be too many affirmations, but here's some in my affirmations right now. At the top, I've got my dream list and three-year vision. 
right? So, I mean, mm. I review that maybe once a month, you know? Nice, nice. And then underneath that, I've got, and with day one, you can date things. So, I just date something like if I wanted the top, I just, like, it's dated for December 2020. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, it stays at the top. Until I want something at the top of that, I'll make it December 2021 or something. And then the second thing is uh, it's a gratitude list. And I have add slash feel three things every day. So, I started doing that actually just a few days ago. Ooh, I like that. Can you say that again? Add slash feel three things every day. Ah, yeah. I'm big on there's a difference between intellectual gratitude, which is up in your head, like you think it, and then heartfelt, soulful gratitude, which like you really feel and it can bring you to tears, you know? Right, right. I try to really get present to the gratitude and not just, you know, just think it, but really try to feel it. And the next affirmation is actually notes from a book I'm reading. It says tax-free wealth strategies. Mm. But these are, I consider affirmations to me or anything that you read or say that directs your focus intentionally, right? So like we're at the end of the year, so I need to remember to implement some tax strategies uh, (laughs) before the year is over. So I'm reading a couple books on it. I've been doing research. I've been talking to people. And that's just to remind you every day, you know, hey, don't let the year pass and you forget to implement these things, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. And then once this year is over, I mean, I might keep them in there to, you know, I don't know, keep focusing on throughout the next year. But And then the next affirmation is my 2016 goals and affirmations. Well, that's, I was going to ask you what's up for, for Hal Elrod in 2016, if you don't mind. Man, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm scaling back my private coaching, which you know, I've been doing it for so long. I'm so used to it, but mm-hmm. I love coaching one-on-one and helping folks, but they're just the, some of the bigger things that I'm working on that are going to impact more people than I can possibly do, you know, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I'm having to kind of make a, a little bit of a trade-off there, but, uh, some of the biggest goals are, Number one is reach a million people with the Miracle Morning nice. and the book. There's nothing that I mentioned this to you before we started the uh, podcast, but there's nothing I've ever created, you know, no work I've ever done or anything ever written or spoken or recorded or a speech or anything that's impacted people as profoundly as the Miracle Morning book has. I mean, I've mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. never seen a book that's, I'm sure there is another book, but I personally have never seen a book that impacts people the way where it gets them off their depression medication. People have said it's, you know, they've lost. I mean, this gentleman I met at my event the other day has lost uh, 90 pounds. Wow. He credits it to the miracle morning. It's not a diet, right? (laughs) It's just this universal thing where when you win the morning, you win the day. And for him, you're able to filter any goal you have through the practices of the miracle morning. His number one goal was lose weight. So every morning he went through his savers, he meditated on it, he had affirmations around it, he visualized it, he exercised obviously, he read books on the subject, and then he journaled, he scribed yes. in relation to what he was going to do to achieve his weight loss goals. And so that's an example of the Miracle Morning is really universal, and he's lost 90 pounds. And I put in our community, how many of you have lost weight as mm-hmm. a result of the Miracle Morning? Oh, but you and got a lot of hands. Yeah, 183 people commented on that post. You know, just wow, like, wow. So anyway, I'm off subject here. But the point is, I'm committed, like my life, I'm really clear, my mission in life is to share the Miracle Morning and and change millions of lives one morning at a time, so to speak. Yes, yes. So we're doing a movie, as I mentioned earlier, the Miracle Morning documentary, which a friend of mine that's a filmmaker, Nick Conadera, I've been putting this off for a long time, and I just thought, "Uh, I can't even imagine how much work it is to make a movie. And uh, (laughs) he just said, Hal, your mission is to reach millions of people with the Miracle Morning, right? I said, yeah. And he said, isn't it true that most people won't read self-help books? They'll watch movies, though. And uh. I knew where he was going with that. And I was like, you son of okay, all right. I'll make, <laughs> I guess we're making a movie, you know. So, so that's exciting. We have Robert Kiyosaki's in it and Robin Sharma and nice. Pat Man and uh, John Lee Dumas. And 
uh, Vision Lakiani, who's my favorite guided meditation, uh, you know, creator. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's going beyond the book and how the world's most successful people start their day in addition to the Miracle Morning practices. And it'll probably be more than a year before we're done. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that day. That's great. Congratulations already. That's just super that you've got a great lineup. You've got a great plan. You've got, uh, sounds like some awesome people with all that. That's excellent. It's, Thanks, it's right? bound really- for success. Nice. Tell us about if it's uh, if it's still going to go on the best year ever blueprint events. Are you still going to be doing those? You just came from one in San Diego. I missed it right here in my own backyard. Uh, I wasn't able to attend, but um, are you going to still be yeah. doing those? Yeah, man. I mean, this is hard to put into words the, how the event went, and I can't take the credit for it. My business partner and my close friend John Berghoff is arguably the best in the world at putting on these experiential you know, events that are unlike anything that I've ever been to. Here's an example of how outside the box this is. On day two of the event, Mm -hmm. we sent all 300 attendees, we broke them up into teams of six, Mm -hmm. and we sent them out into the city to do creative acts of kindness. And then somehow (laughs) capture it, you know, video, audio, in written form, pictures, and then bring it back and be able to, the entire room debriefed and grouped. I mean, and it was the stuff they came up with was just absolutely unbelievable. You had almost, there were probably half a dozen times throughout the event that you had th- all 300 people crying. Wow. In a good way, it was just, yeah. anyway, so I could go on and on. But yes, we're going to keep doing them. Um, uh, I don't know if the new website, if it's updated for next year's event, but if you go to bestyeareverlive.com, bestyeareverlive.com, I encourage you watch the three-minute video on the left side of the screen. Just scroll down a tiny bit. You'll see a video. Watch the three-minute video, and then I believe you can put your name and email in there just to get on the list for you know when next year's event opens up. Super, but, super. Um, yeah. yeah, that so. sounds so great. It's the I've heard people coming back from those just completely lifted and transformed and and ready to take on anything. They're just they're shifted. There, you could tell their whole consciousness is just shifted. Oh, thank you. I am. Um, it's a great, great feedback. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So, Hal, what's the best way for uh, people to reach you if they have questions, uh, if they want to learn more about what you're doing? Where do you direct traffic? Yeah. How do people get in contact for more? The best way to get in touch with me is my website, halelrod.com, H-A-L-E-L-R-O-D.com. Then you can just click contact and send a message and it'll go to my director of operations and she'll you know, filter it or get it to me. Then uh, the best place for people to go and, and just engage in general and, and get mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. is the Miracle Morning Community, which is a, a Facebook group that I started you know, a few years ago when the book came out. And we have over 28,000 people in there now, and it grows whoa, by whoa. Um, over 100 a day from all around the world. Over 100 requests come in every day. And uh, I've never seen a group that is so engaged and inspired. And you know, it almost makes it so that the, what happened at our event isn't surprising because the majority of our the people there came from that community, right? So it's like this, it's this community of people that support each other and lift each other up and help each other. You know what I mean? And so it's yes, like, yes. yeah, just, it's just a really neat dynamic. Yeah. That's really great. Congratulations again for all that you've come back, you know, from where you were and how you were pretty much going to be a vegetable for the rest of your life to now making such an impact year after year after year and helping and that. And it trickles, right? Cause those 28,000 people, are now doing wonderful things, inspiring who knows how many people around them. So 
I love I love being part of that, and I I love sharing that. So uh, thank awesome. you, thank well, you. Yeah, for what Nathan, you're doing. thank you, man. It's, I appreciate. Thank you for being a leader and putting out great content. And uh, thanks for letting me be a part of it. I really yeah, appreciate you that. Yeah, but any last uh, thing that you would like the Penzu Podcast Journal Talk audience to consider? Yeah, don't wait to start your miracle morning. I encourage everybody start it tomorrow. Don't wait till you've read the book or you've mastered the savers. The simplest form is set your alarm clock back 30 minutes earlier than you have to get up. So you're waking up a little earlier, a little bit of discipline engaged there, Mm -hmm. and then do one of the savers for 30 minutes. That's it. Read for 30 minutes, exercise 30 minutes. You can split it up, do, you know, 10 minutes of meditation. You can do all six if you want, but just keep it simple. Just start simple and develop that habit for the next 30 days, waking up 30 minutes earlier and doing some form of personal development. And the gist of it, the reason for it, the purpose is so that you can become the person that you need to be to create the success that you want in every area of your life. So start tomorrow. Beautiful. Hal, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Have a great holiday coming up and a a fantastic 2016. You too, Nathan. Take care, my friend. All right. You bet. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da, da, da.